Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Harrington here for up next postwrestling.com. Normally, I'd be joined by my roommate and heterosexual life partner, Davey Portman. However, he is uh, on a vacation to the homeland to see his mom and his pop in the UK, in London. Uh, I believe he just got off the plane somewhere, somehow. So I've reached out. And contacted someone else that I would like to spend my Valentine's Day with. And that is from Chicago, my friend Scrump. Bang, bang, what is up? The NXT Up Next Universe. Bang, bang, that's your, like, uh, your hello? Your <laughs> yeah. hello, hello, hello? Yeah. Yeah, so that that is my uh, hello, hello, hello. A lot of people think it's a uh, reference to Mick Foley. Is it? But it's so partly yes, no. Mick Foley is probably one of the top three nicest wrestlers I've ever met. But if uh, you're a local Chicago podcast fan, you'll recognize that it is an homage to a now defunct podcast uh, that used to go by the name of, of Freezing Point. Freezing it's, point. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, one of my buddies, a local Chicago comedian, Dan okay. Friesen. Was just a podcast. Yeah, you know, you'd have someone. So, on. so you're not just stealing from Mick Foley. You're stealing from your friends too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, right. See, it, it, it's good to use it when whenever I'm on a podcast with you because at the end of every podcast, he would just uh, start to go over an episode of Degrassi, just randomly. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, like the whoever was on the podcast is Degrassi a thing in the states? Uh, with some people, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I remember watching it 
some partly, you know, then at some point they were like, Hey, did you ever watch the grassy? I'm like, yeah. They're like, the kid in the wheelchair is a rapper now. Uh, and that's wheelchair. Jimmy, uh, the goat. Yeah. Jimmy, goat. Dude. yeah. Champagne poppy. Exactly. Um, Hey, 10 years ago today, uh, his first major mixtape is what launched. How is it? How far is now or whatever his uh, mixtape was it's 10 years ago. The Drake One of them. 10 years of Drake. You gotta love the Drake. It's a lot of Drake. I love the Drake. Um, happy, love. happy Valentine's Day! Thank you for stepping in here. Oh, of um, course. Anytime. Listen, anytime that the uh, Post Family uh, Network of Podcasts needs me, I am. Yeah, there. I mean, me and Davey call ourselves the BDE because we are the Braden Davey Estate or the Braden Davey Experience. But if you join the group, we would be the BDS. We would just need, we we just need an M in there, and we'd and we'd have a really cool name again. Um, how how is your Valentine's Day, sir? Because we I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Me and you are like are like brothers, but you're uh, a little bit more Hispanic. Correct, yeah, a and, little bit more Hispanic and a little bit more American, as you live in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I... And, and I live in Toronto. But uh, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm sitting here on Valentine's Day morning. Um, my mom is the only one who sent me a Valentine's Day message. And it had nothing to do with Valentine's Day. So yeah, how's your Valentine's I, Day going? I chose to skip out on Valentine's this year. Is that, uh, is that you personally choosing or just because like no, you're, you don't no, have yes. anyone? No, it is personally cho- I personally chose, uh, as you know, towards the end of last year, there was a uh, uh, a person I chose to spend time with uh, more than usual. Yeah, you know, something like that. Sure. But, yeah, but I don't know if you heard uh, the Young Bucks. You're familiar with the Young Bucks? Never heard they, of them. Uh, uh, some some uh, indie wrestlers, they started mm. up this company called AEW, mm. and I already worked about 100 hours a week, uh, as it was. So with this new company starting up, I'm probably working 1,000 hours a week right. now. Right, of course. I just, don't, I just don't really have the time for a relationship. Oh. Uh, yeah, so... So what do, you do, what do you do to suffice that? Like, I know you, I know you scrub. I know how you operate. <laughs> I know I, I know how you operate, and I'm just wondering, you know, is is Valentine's Day uh, a, not just a day for for couples in happy relationships, but is it mm-hmm. a day is it a day for people like me and you to like, you know, go on Tinder or Bumble or go meet someone? You don't drink, so you don't really go out to like bars and stuff. Uh, I, I'll go out to bars and stuff. I just yeah, I, I don't drink. So straight edge you, scrump. Yeah, straight edge scrump. I'm doing the uh the CM Punk X right now. Uh no, yeah, just drinking's never really been my thing. Uh but no, I'll go out to bars and stuff. There's a lot of barcades around here. Sure. Um so you know, I, I tend to go to those and stuff. But no, I mean there's other things besides bars. I'll take girls to dinner. Um Is this like we'll what you do movie. on a Tinder we'll date? Do you, are you are you back on the, the Tinder? So yeah, I, I am back on Tinder and it's oh. been interesting because the thing with Tinder is, uh, at least with me, I find, you know, if you match with, let's say, let's say five, let's say you match with five people, 
of those five people, one at least two of them won't won't respond when you message them. Sure, you okay. know, and that's because a lot of these people, you a lot of these you know women you look at and you figure at least with me, I figure there's probably ten other dudes matching with them, and they have pictures are, with fish. Yeah, they have pictures with fish. You know, I have a picture with uh, with Pharaoh from being the elite. You fucking I, mark. Well, I took a picture. With, listen, all in weekend, I met a lot of people, did a lot of cool sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. But my favorite thing was meeting Pharaoh from being the elite. Wow. He he was the coolest dog, and he was so well trained. You know, they. So you have a Pharaoh. picture. You have a picture with Cody Rhodes' dog on your Tinder profile. Oh yeah, because because I've heard girls love pictures, you know, of guys with dogs. Yeah. So I posted that picture. The only thing was at first, people would be like, "Oh my god, your dog is so cute." This, that, and the other. Oh my god. And I would, and I would have to explain. Oh, no, no, that's not my dog. <laughs> Sorry, this Pharaoh. is Pharaoh. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, Pharaoh from being the elite." Well, and you got to. So you've been like, you've been like catfishing, but with your dog, like dog fishing, essentially. You don't even have a dog, and you're you're posing with Pharaoh. Well, I technically don't have a dog, but you, my nephew does have his cute little oh uh, Shiba Inu that I could bring around. You know, she's adorable. I also posted a picture of myself with her on Instagram. Oh, my God. And, and all of a sudden, I had a lot of people You know what, who, though? You know what? Dog pictures work. Dog yeah. pictures. I don't, have, uh, I don't have any pictures with me and my dogs, uh, so I need to... I need to, get I, I, I need to get in there. That's a smart move. What about the Bumble, though? Because the Bumble... You, it's like Tinder, but you match, and then the girls have to message the guys first. See, I with Bumble, I've I've had I've had fair fairly good luck on there. I've just not actually gone out and like hung out with anyone I've met through right. Bumble. With with Tinder, you know, I I'll, I'll meet someone and you know we'll go hang out, and it typically winds up you know being good. There's still a few people I, I you know I talk to that I, I've met through Tinder. Sure, but I, I mean with Bumble, you know. The other day, I, I matched with a girl, nice girl. We we're just kind of talking back and forth, but it was maybe after five minutes that it was just like, all right, you know, it's. I don't think she's good at keeping up a conversation. She asks me, uh, "Hey, what would be like a dream job of yours?" You know, and like I kind of am living my dream job. You know, I get paid to sure. be around all this wrestling. Yeah, you're fitness. you're you're co-hosting up next, obviously. I'm co-hosting up next, you know, Davey, we miss you. Uh, uh, David, but... David knows that I'm, uh, I, I don't like to do dishes in the house in BD mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and David's away for like two weeks plus and David to troll me has left uh-huh. a, sh- a shit ton of dishes. So fuck you, David. Oh, what a shit. Kid. Um, well, he's, o- he's over there visiting 21 Savage, right? <laughs> he's sipping lean and sipping tea with 21 Savage. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I assume, listen, British. if there's if there's one thing I know about Davey Portman is that he loves 21 Savage and all music associated with 21 Savage. He, but he didn't know who 21 Savage was, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so, so back 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 to this Bumble story real quick. Yeah. You know, I I'm talking to this girl, she asked, you know, and the conversation clearly going nowhere. Sure. So I decide, hey, you know, maybe I'll be a little funny, you know, throw in something when she asked me what my dream job is. And I ask her, have, hey, have you ever heard of 3-6 Mafia? Oh she God. says, yeah. I go, well, in a lot of their songs, uh, there's always someone in the background who says, you know, either like, Mafia, yeah, bitch, ho. Just like casually, you know, every other bar. 
I was like, my dream job would be when they're performing on stage. I know they don't perform on stage anymore, but let's say it was 10 years ago and they're still performing. Right. um, Would be for me to be on stage and be the guy that just says that one word. Wow. Every other bar. You're the hype man. Yeah. Me thinking, you know, she'll be like, ha ha. To which she responds. Uh, actually, I don't know who Three Six Mafia oh. is, and, and that and that's your dream job, like not getting the context of the joke. And right, right. I I was just like, okay, well, first well. of all, if someone is doesn't know who Three Six Mafia is, uh, Oscar winning, do, uh, Oscar, group, Oscar the, winning, Oscar winning, the group that wrote and performed "Slob on My Knob" won the Oscar. Just remember that, not for that song, but just no, remember. not for that song. <laughs> you know, they, but the group that performed Slob on My Knob owns an Oscar. Has yeah. an, owns if, an Oscar. And if someone on Tinder doesn't know who they are, Three Six Mafia, you don't need them in your life, dude. Nope. Um, she ain't the one. I feel like my online – like I, I am the type who will sign up for Tinder and Bumble online dating. And then like I'll mm-hmm. use it. I'll swipe when I'm on the toilet. So I swipe, swipe, swipe and I wipe, wipe, wipe. Um, and then – I'll like forget about it and then, and then I'll look at my phone one day and I'll have like five messages from like random people. I'll be like, whoa, I didn't see these like right now as I do it. But I feel like I, I, I like to meet people in real life, but it's just so hard because uh, life life is hard. So I'm just a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so I'll just no. use I'll just use this platform to to meet someone. No, so. Same with me. Listen, if I had my own podcast, <laughs> my the the ultimate dream would be. You know, you're at a signing or somewhere, you know, somewhere in which people are around for your podcast. Sure. And here comes this beautiful woman and she says, are you, I mean, if, if I'm in your shoes, she says, are you Brayden Harrington from Up Next? And you take your hat off, like the polite gentleman you are, and you say, yes, that's me. And then, you know, you, you guys fall in love. Wow. And... You take it from there. I don't have much of an imagination right now. No, that's a terrible, terrible. We'll see. We'll see. Like David uh, has a Kyrie Sane cutout in his room. I don't even have. I I don't even have that. The the Kyrie Sane cutout that you sent us. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I I wish they had like any other women's wrestler cutout so I could send one to you. But for some reason, for some reason, the website that I got it from only had a Kyrie Sane cutout. Yeah. Which <laughs> was that Japanese dolls.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm spending my Valentine's day. I took a, I took an extra shift at, at, at the, the bar I work at at night. Cause I, you know, it's Valentine's night, a club night, thirsty Thursdays, you know, maybe I'll, I'll find love there later. Awesome. But, um, the other day I went and saw Spider-Man. Into the Spider Verse, and I know you're obsessed with this movie. I actually, based off your tweet that you sent out, what was my tweet saying something about this movie was great? Yeah, that you finally went to you. It was something along the lines of finally went to go see Into the Spider Verse. It was a comic brought to life. Some something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, Watching this movie felt like uh, like the, the 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 art and design and everything in it was crazy cool. And oh, for sure. And, like, it felt like if you just took a comic book and started reading it, that's what this movie felt like. Yeah, like, I, when I originally saw the previews for it, I wasn't, I wasn't sure how it would feel about the look, because it's, I mean, it's different. I've, I've not seen a comic book movie done that way. Yeah. But 
when I actually saw it, I, like, I don't know about you, I'm a giant, like, baby when it comes to movies now. Like, I find myself crying a lot during movies. Oh. And, and in this one, I, there was, like, three. I also, for context, I took my nephew to go see this movie okay. with me the first time, at least. And the movie kind of revolves around Miles Morales and his uncle. Yes. So you see that, you know, uncle-nephew dynamic. And for those for those of you who follow me on any sort of social media, you know that my nephew is, like, my best friend. I'm okay. always posting him and talking about him. He's such a he nice was, guy. Yeah. He, listen, for a seven-year-old, he says a lot of weird, fucked-up shit. So <laughs> I, love, I, I love to, you know, be able to document that. So when he gets older, you know, I could be like, hey, do you remember when you were this, you know, when you were you were eight and wow. you sat or did this? Because my uncles now, you know, they whenever I hang out with them, they bring up, remember when you were this, you know, this age and you sat or did this? And I'm like... I don't wow. remember. I don't remember being six years old, so I assume you're right. Uh, but no, but there, during the movie, there were a lot of emotional moments, and like especially when the Stan Lee cameo came up. Yes, was not expecting it. And, Me too. You know, it was just that's a real. Well, well, like I don't want to. And this movie's been out for a while. I don't want to spoil anything, but the movie doesn't really revolve around Peter Parker that much. It revolves around Miles Morales. And, yeah. and like my favorite comic book series when I used to really like comic books was Ultimate Spider-Man, which is like loosely based on a lot of the movies that have been out, like take from these, this, that series. And in the end of that series, Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker dies. And then the next series starts and that's where Miles Morales like originally like came out. And in this movie... You actually, because it's all about spider dimensions and inter universes, different altered, different spider people. I don't know. It's all weird, nerdy shit. But uh, Peter Parker dies in this movie, early in the movie, and you and like right away, pretty much, and you get to see the funeral of of Peter Parker, the funeral of Spider Man. Like, what would happen if everyone in New York found out who he was because he died? And that's what happens in this movie. And I, I thought that was like. I didn't cry like you, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting to see in a movie. Uh, I really yeah, liked it. I they, really liked it. Yeah, the fact that, like in hindsight, going into that movie, of course you know that you know Spider Man. If you know the story of Miles Morales, yeah. you know that it's not a spoiler to say Spider Man has to die. Yeah. So, and, and like with you, I was fairly I was familiar with the comics, so I I knew the gist of what was going to happen. But it just didn't occur to me that they would do it because, I mean, this is, you know, people say animated movies are for kids. And, yes, this is aimed primarily at kids, children. But there's a lot of adult jokes in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of adult jokes, a lot of adult (laughs) themes. Like the character of Kingpin. Oh, my God. He is, you know, he is more than just a 2D. I'm the Kingpin and I'm bad, blah, blah, blah. Like you sympathize with this guy right, at right, certain right. points, you know. He's still a bad guy, it's, though. Yeah, he's still, still a bad, bad guy. guy. But it's it's kind of like with Loki in the Marvel and sure, you know, right. MCU, where yeah, he can be a piece of shit at times, but you understand, you see why. And I was shocked that you know they put that much character development into a quote unquote kids movie. I was shocked that. Nicholas Cage voices a <laughs> character in Spider-Man. Uh, Nicholas Cage, the goat, the the greatest bad actor of all time. Um, yeah, he's the best. 
he's still best. waiting for uh what is it national treasure three wow i've ever played the national treasure drinking game i mean i guess you haven't but you you take a shot every time he says declaration of independence uh funny enough you say that i recently had uh a lady friend over oh. and she had she had mentioned she'd never seen national treasure which wow. i immediately i yeah i immediately pull out my dvd copy of national treasure <laughs> And we watched it, and yeah, that that was the thing that she pointed out, where she was, she, you know, she mentioned this guy says they say national treasure, right? Every you know, at, at least once every Declaration of Independence. Oh yeah, Declaration of Independence. He's got to steal you know? it. Yeah, he's got to steal it. Yeah. Wow. So did you get? Did you find her national treasure? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I I Bad very joke. much like very much like uh, Nicholas Cage at the end of that movie. You know, I I was very successful in finding the treasure. Wow, you you uh, you didn't kill Sean Bean. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sean no. Bean dies oh, in every movie except that movie. Yeah, I swear. Every movie. Um, yeah, I really liked the Spider-Man movie. I was a little late to it, and uh, I really liked it. And I also really liked the the song in it. Sunflower. They, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with. The, I, I love Post yeah. Malone. I love Sway Lee. Um, and then they come together for this, this, I've been bumping this since the day this song came out and I had no idea it had to do with Spider-Man and then, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't I, know he like I, sings it in the movie. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with a uh, friend of the podcast, Davey Portman yeah. about, about the song. And he had mentioned how he was sick and tired of you bumping the song. Yeah. I play and, like and five it, times a day. Yeah. And it having nothing to do with you having seen the movie. He's like, you haven't even seen the movie yet. Why can't? Why are you listening to the song? I'm like, because it's a good song. It's it's a nice, you know. I didn't know he sings it in it. Oh yeah, so it's just it funny too because he. It's not really a song I would expect in a kid movie. I mean, it's it's catchy and stuff when sure. you kind of read the lyrics and stuff. And in the movie, he definitely, you know, it's very much needless to say. And he just mumbles through the parts he sure. shouldn't be singing, right. which I'm like, oh, okay, that's it's fair. Yeah, but yeah, I immediately after having left the movie, I was like, man, I was like, what is that song? What uh, what's a better Spider-Man song? The one with uh, Chad Kroger and the guy from Saliva, and they say that hero <laughs> can save us, or Sway Lee and Post Malone Sunflower. That's a that's a big argument right there. A I big argument, but I'm not a Chad Kroger fan. Me so... neither. I'm Canadian, but uh, you guys love Nickelback more than we do, so. See, I don't, I don't know how factual that is. I, huh. I know, I know one person who right. likes Nickelback, but he's, he likes everything. So even then, I wouldn't technically consider like I know one Nick, Nickelback fan. Sure, you know, Everyone I imagine he's Nickelback. your guys, he's your guys' national heroes. He's an, our national treasure. Yeah, our, your national treasure. Um, before we go into NXT, I know because you work at Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, what's the scoop on uh, Pharaoh and uh, All Elite? No, what's the scoop on on uh, like the T-shirt stuff? Because they they have announced All In, Double or Nothing. They've sold out. They've announced some matches. Are you going to All In too? I will be at All In too. Yes. Ooh, are you going to be in a penis costume? I will do everything in my power to listen. I've, I've I've seen enough wrestling documentaries and I've heard enough wrestling podcasts to know that you always bring your gear because you never know when. Full gear, you know, full gear. 
you know. You always bring uh, your gear because you never know when you'll be called in. Yeah, you never know when you'll be called in. Wow. So I, I listen. I will be going to that event. Penis costume will be in my suitcase. Um, but no, I listen. With all in one, I tried my. I wanted to be on the show regardless, one way or another. We we were just talking about this at work where when Cody and Matt were backstage talking about it and they said, we need 10 people. They weren't even talking to me. I heard them and said, you need nine people. I wanted to be part of that show, you know, one way or another. You had to be a penis. I had, yeah. I'm like, dude, I was like, whatever. You want me to dress, you want me to look like a dick in front of 11,000 people? I got you. I'll do it. So you need to go to Vegas in the penis costume, walk on the strip in the suit. I could show up to Vegas in that penis costume and I would probably not be the, you know, strangest looking person on that strip. No, definitely not. (laughs) No, Uh, but I I, I do plan on going. And, you know, with last time we were backstage, I mean, we're helping out with, you know, obviously with the merch, with the merch, whatever they needed. So if the situation arises and Matt and Nick arises, yeah, arises, uh, see what you did there. Someone, to, to do anything, I will. I spoken to them and told them, listen, whatever you need, I got you. I'll do it. I just, you know, I just want to be part of the show. Because um, it's Jer- Jericho and Kenny. That's the main mm-hmm. match people are, are interested in there. But uh, I don't know if you watch uh, New Japan quite often. I, I watched NXT last night because that's what we're about to review. But uh-huh. I also watched uh, the, the New Japan New Beginning, Jay White versus Tanahashi. Um, Jay White is the new face of New Japan. Professor Jay, Snape. Jay White. Jay White, you, the knife, champ. the knife pervert, as some yeah, people still, call him. Still don't understand that gimmick, but hey, he, you know, he's that guy sells a lot of merch. Does he? Okay, so you can oh, you yeah. can tell me right now what's the hottest shirts right now going uh, this week in February. 2019. Uh, the all elite shirts, I would assume. Yeah, the off the top of my head, the new Kenny Omega and Young Bucks all elite shirts. Those hotcakes. Uh, they're selling like hotcakes. Yeah, they're selling like hotcakes. Um, I need a new Jay White shirt then. I need a cool Jay yeah, White. Yeah, I I, sh- I should have sent you a Jay White shirt uh, no, for okay. Christmas, but. Uh, no, you sent me. Should have sent you one. Oh, for Valentine's Day, yeah, yeah. You should yeah. have uh, sent me a, a knife pervert shirt. Um, you sent me the Champa Blackheart shirt for Christmas, so uh, I still love you. I know. Uh, uh, Maybe I'll wear yeah. that for Valentine's Day. Um, off the top of my uh, off the top of my head, I can't. I mean, it's just those two shirts that I've seen primarily. Yeah. I, you know, nothing else really sticks out, but. It's you know it's your typical like like I said Jay White he sells a lot of stuff and this especially we have these like little figures they're called micro brawlers sure. I sent some over to you guys yeah you you gave me a Kenny one and you gave Davey a villain one yeah yeah uh, I know our top two sellers for those are Naito and uh, Jay White hmm interesting yeah okay and Naito you know every everyone loves Naito uh, I don't I don't wait what. I uh, I went to Wrestle Kingdom 12, and everyone was cheering for Naito against Okada except me. So Ooh. these two oh. these two girls beside me 
with their LIJ hats and their Daryl stuffed animals were going nuts for Naito. And I was like, hey, girls, he's not going to do it. He's not the guy. He's not beating Okada. And then when Okada beat him, I was like, told you. So I don't know. Naito's just okay. I don't, I'm not a hater, but. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not, it kind of sounds, you know. Like I'm a like hater? You are. Um, yeah, well, that's crazy. I, I, I know those shirts are probably selling. I mean, a lot of people joke and be like, AEW is just a t-shirt company right now. And it's like, well, now they have a card. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm sure they'll announce uh, more shows soon to come. It's very interesting. I, I can't wait to see uh, some of the stuff they put together. Like some of the matches that these, these shows will have will be amazing. Like the Bucks and the Lucha Bros. That's going to be crazy. Um, so I'm pretty excited. And you're going to be there. But you're also you're coming to WrestleMania. I'm coming to WrestleMania. You, yes, you go to a lot of wrestling. Mostly uh, more now than I did in years before, and it it just you know with a job, it's one of those things where, wh- regardless of whether the shows are, you know the cards are stacked, the cards are the best. Going with friends and being there in that environment typically winds up being better than, you know I I wind up remembering that. More sure. than most of the shows, you know, if a show has something that sticks out, obviously, you know, I'll be like, oh, that, you know, that Jay White match was crazy. Oh, my God. But typically it'll be I hey, I got to go to MSG with, you know, you and Davey. That'll right. be I, I've never been to MSG. Me neither. You know, that's I, this I, is I, bucket list for me. Yeah, I've I've walked out. I've been outside of the venue. Yeah. You know, I, I visited New York before. Me too. But. Yeah, it's so we're gonna share a yeah, especially with that weekend. You know, you've got Takeover, that uh, MSG show, which will probably be combined better than whatever happens at WrestleMania. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, um, me, me, and Davey and a few other friends have booked an Airbnb. Now you're tagging in there. You're gonna be in the Airbnb. We're probably gonna end up sharing a bed at some point, Scrump. So that's uh, all good. Uh, dibs on Big Spoon. Uh, that's fine. I see. I'm a tall man, so I typically have to. Be yeah, I'm taller. I'm taller than you, though. How tall are you? Uh, I'm about six feet. I'm six one, and it says so in my Tinder profile. So, I've I've never understood that part. People always put their height. I'm like, I don't you, know. Man. You got to put your height. You got to put your height because because they think you're you're lying about your height if you don't. Really? Oh, and, and like I'm six one, and I use that to my advantage because I got nothing else. <laughs> Um, I guess it's time we should talk about some NXT. I mean, Wait, I guess. So was that the end of our uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe review? Yes. I mean, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about Marvel Cinematic Movie reviews? Um, John and Wei, I am a big Doctor Strange fan. You guys are reviewing the MCU movies. If when you happen to come across Doctor Strange... You need someone to talk about it with. Uh, your boy here with the eye of Agamotto on his keychain wow. would love to talk Benedict Cumberbatch for as long as you would let me. I guess this is um, a bad time to tell you that. That's the only one I haven't finished. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so Doctor Strange. Like It came on Netflix like when it uh-huh. did. And then I put it on and then I uh, fell asleep. Come on, man. So, You're breaking uh, my heart here. It's Valentine's Day. I don't want to have a broken heart, but... I already have a broken heart on Valentine's Day, so... 
Um, well, you need to get on that, dude. That movie's amazing. All right. Well, I'll watch that tonight while I cry and eat ice cream alone on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, let's talk about some NXT. You sound just like Sway Lee. So I thought, see, I don't listen to much Post Malone. I thought that that was Post Malone. And Post Malone's everyone, the second part of the song. Yeah, that, everyone told yeah. me, and I was like, oh. All right. I was big, like, oh, he's, he's big good. wrestling fan, Post Malone. Yeah, there's that picture of him with Taker. There's, I guess. There are and, pictures with him, a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, there's, I don't, I'm not sure how often you listen to like the Steve Austin podcast. But he talks about how he just showed up. Post Malone just showed up to Austin's house with a six pack and yep. asked him the podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Post Malone says Owen Hart is his favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, can't go wrong with Owen. Nope. Um, NXT from February 13th, 2019 starts off with Dominic Dijakovic. Or some know Don, D- Dominic Dijak. Dijak Donovan. Donovan Dijak. I don't even know what his name is. Dominic Dijakovic. In an era where they let them keep their names, what was wrong with Oh, you're cute. They're going to change it once he makes it to the main roster. Don't worry. Dominic. Yeah, Dominic when he makes it. Dijakovic. Oh, yeah. Like, there's last week, what was his name? Eric Bugenhagen? Yeah. That that guy's last name is his worst enemy in that company. Uh, there's no, there's no way. Uh, Scrump, I appreciate you coming on uh, and filling shoes on up next. But next time, don't ever say the Lord's name in vain, and don't ever disrespect <laughs> Bugenhagen on this show ever again. The goat, it, the young god, Eric Bugenhagen. He looks like a young uh, Rick Rude. He does. Hopefully he does a lot less drugs than Rick Rude. Um, <laughs> yes, hopefully. Um, I'm, I want to get Eric Bugenhagen on this show so badly. I mean, you might. Uh, you know, it's tough when they're signed to WWE because they can't really like. They don't. They shouldn't be talking to people. <laughs> uh, Dominic Dijakovic. I'm going to mess his name up a million times. Versus Shane Thorne. You have heard that correctly. Shane Thorne. Rest in peace, uh, Nick Miller. And not actually, but the guy has uh, left WWE NXT, leaving his uh, Aussie tag team partner all alone here in the world of wrestling. Shane Thorne. And he's here to give it a shot against Dominic Dijakovic. Shane starts off the match, works the arm a lot. Uh, like, basically gets the arm injured of Dominic here. And starts kicking him all over the place. Um, I think they should call this guy the, the announcers. Nigel specifically is like this guy's on his own now. Like, it's is a new time for Shane Thorne. I'm like, why don't we call him Reborn Shane Thorne? Or is that like too lame and too close to Evan Bourne? But Reborn Shane Thorne definitely sounds like something good to put on a T-shirt. Right. I just with Shane Thorne, I just don't feel that they care enough yes. to put that much into it. Like exactly. he's that guy. He's a good worker. He's you okay. Know, he's yeah, he's he's. I I've always liked him. Uh, of the two guys in the team, probably because like me, he has a Full Metal Alchemist tattoo. Wow. But but 
yeah, he's he's someone who, like, after Nick Miller left, he's kind of just been lost in the he's shuffle. And I assumed he would have been thrown on 205 just I think he for will the be. sake of it. But, I mean, they I know they recently signed uh, two Aussie guys. Jonah Rock is one of them. Yep. I'm not sure who the other guy was. I, I forgot his name. But, I mean, maybe he'll put all of them together. and They'll make an Australian to... alliance. Yeah, something like that, you know. There's, it's very lazy of WWE to do that, but I would not I wouldn't be shocked if they just went that route. Well, Shane Thorne gets beat up here. He gets a suplex throw from Dijakovic getting tossed across the ring. Uh but however, he hits this like huge side Sato suplex kind of move which looks really cool on D- Dijak. Um he then they're they're fighting up top here and Dominic Dijakovic is like six seven, I think, and they're both up on the top turnbuckle. And Dominic does a backflip off the top rope, lands on his feet, super kicks Shane Thorne off the top rope, and then does a springboard corkscrew plancha onto the outside in one one series of motion here. For somebody as big as he, I would not. I, I wouldn't suggest trying a corkscrew plancha. Dude is six that, seven. But that man pulled it off beautifully. Um, sometimes, sometimes, the ta- sometimes the taller people. I notice it a lot with Charlotte. Um, whenever she does a moonsault, she's just she's really tall. So when she does the moonsault, she either yeah. doesn't get all of it or it kind of looks awkward depending on who she's hitting it on. But for Dijak hitting it on a smaller guy, it looked. You know, it looked amazing. The guy, he, the guy's big. clearly, yeah, the guy's clearly using his size to an advantage, and it not just by doing these big guy moves. You know, he's uh, they they highlight a lot. Like you know, they mentioned they say you know he's a heavyweight that moves like a cruiserweight. A cruiserweight. Yeah, and it shows. He's, yeah, he's he's quick here. Um, he then throws the the Shane Thorn into the ring. The crowd in full sail is getting pretty hyped after that last series of moves here. He then does his pose for the Feast Your Eyes, which is the torture rack into the knee lift. And he hits it on Shane Thorne and pins him effortlessly. Um, yeah, Dominic Dijakovic, this guy, 6'7", doing moves like the ones he's doing. This guy should be making money on the main roster in no time. He's He seems like Vince McMahon's wet dream. What would you do with Donovan Dijakovic? Because um, I, fe- I, I feel he's been signed for about, a year or so. I think longer than that, yeah, two years. probably. And he was killing it on the indies. Yeah, he, he was killing it. He came into NXT and I essentially did nothing for yeah, a year. Yeah. And I feel that now when you're expecting a lot of, uh, you know, your Alistair Blacks and Ricochets and to you know, guys to to disappear, I feel like he's someone that they're now highlighting in anticipation for that. Yeah, which is awesome. I just, I don't, I don't see where where he would fit in. Well, we'll see. He's got to get more of a character. I, I, I want more of a, uh, like Ken Shamrock kind of character with Dijakovic. He, he like, kind of looks like Ken Shamrock. Yeah, a little bit. Like I, I feel like he just needs to be shown that he's actually kind of dangerous because he's. He's mm-hmm. so tall. He can fly. He's got the strikes. He's got the the, the feast your eyes is a really cool move. Mm-hmm. See, what, what I feel, what I feel would help him 
and another NXT guy that we'll talk about shortly um, is pair him with Keith Lee. You know, they sure. did a lot of really cool stuff in PWG yeah. together and against each other. And both of those guys are guys who have it. You know, they're being highlighted on NXT TV for a reason. Yeah. But I I feel like there's still something missing with both of them. I mean, it's still it's a little premature to say that now about, you know, Dijak because this is his what, third squash match that he's had on TV. This was more than a squash match too. I mean, Shane Thorne yeah. got some offense I, in there, but Yeah, and, and this one, you know, they again, yeah, they've yeah. been getting a little bit more offense, but this so was the first obviously- time, yeah, this was the first time I saw Dijak and I was like, "Hey, you know what? This this could go somewhere." Yeah. So I, I want to see more of him. I do want to see that character kind of get there. Maybe they do need to get away from uh, the whole, like, Dijakovic. Like, oh, uh, like, you know, the classic, like, Rusev. Like, oh, he's from somewhere else, so he's, that's it. Yeah, I know Morrow threw out there a few times that he was Croatian. Yeah, he's which, like, which he came, a... his, his family came from nothing, and he's here to fight. And I'm like, cool, that makes sense. I like that more than, like, he's from Croatia, or he's from Poland, and he's this. I'm like, no, it's not, that's not enough. Whereas yeah, he's, like, a, doing the cool that, moves and stuff, so. Yeah, that's such an antiquated, like, I know, I know. Like, what year is it? Yeah. Um, we go to a backstage video uh, from Undisputed Era. The cool guys, the bad guys here in NXT. They all say that they're sick and tired of, of hearing that the Undisputed Era has had a bad start to 2019. But those are just speed bumps. Don't worry. Because we will regain the titles. We will continue to be the best tag team literally on this freaking show. We will take back what is ours. And listen carefully because Roderick Strong says something very interesting here. Roddy points to Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And he says, now that Kyle and Fish are officially back together... Adam Cole and Roderick Strong can focus on winning singles titles while Kyle and Fish win the tag titles back. And just like what Adam Cole has been saying all along, in 2019, Undisputed Era will be dripping in gold. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I noticed that as well. I made note of it. Uh, It's... The, the two things that stuck out to me the most from this uh, promo was one, you know, uh, Roddy mentioning that. Second was Roddy's tan. Roddy is he, Ross from Friends. Oh, yes. He he looked so much. He looked so much more orange than anyone should be. Like if if <laughs> if if he came out and was like, "Hey guys, yeah, I accidentally, you know, I was in the tanning bed for a little too long, and then we had tapings the next day, so." That's what happened the last set of tapings, though. So clearly he just really likes this tan. Because this is now the second set of tapings where he's tanned. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows. But (laughs) I feel like like this heel run is a good way to reboot the Roddy character. Excellent. 100%. It already has. It's it's helped him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Before, he was just like the happy, I'm a dad. dad. I'm a dad and I love to do backbreakers. That was his gimmick before, but yeah, and, and now as a heel, it gave him, it gave him, it refreshed him. So yeah. I'm, and I'm much more interested in seeing him as the second, you know, going for the North American title, yeah. as opposed to Bobby Fish, which is no knock on Bobby Fish. I love the guy, yeah. you know, I, I I love his single stuff in Ring of Honor, 
but I just feel that he and Kyle O'Reilly at this point are Red Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah, they're better utilized as a tag team. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it just it seems it makes more sense for uh, Roddy to go after. Hey, Roderick Strong, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers uh, ever. So I, I'll watch Roderick Strong wrestle till the day uh, I am not watching wrestling any longer. He's one of my favorites. His matches are all, from Ring of Honor time. Uh, one of my favorites. So you're right. I am I am ready to see him kind of take that and shine. So. Maybe we will see Undisputed Era with all the titles in 2019, which would be crazy. It should be really cool. Uh, um, that, that would make for an amazing 8x10. All, all four of them just dripping in gold. Yeah. We need a, I, I want an a Undisputed Era pose when we're chilling in Brooklyn for, uh, for a takeover. Dude, I, me, me, you, and Davey. I'm not sure I could pull off that hand gesture without practicing at least – Four to five times. How's your air guitar? Uh, not as good as the best air guitar in all of NXT, Kyle O'Reilly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, NXT put out a tweet this week being like, who has the better air guitar, Kyle O'Reilly or Eric Bugenhagen? Did you see who, who responded to that? Yes, WH Park responded with a gif of Tanahashi playing air guitar being like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, but then... The ace himself, Tanahashi, responded to it. He Ooh, what did he say? Yeah, he quote tweeted it with like an emoji of like uh, guitar or something. Of course, the goat. Yeah. Uh, well, no longer Jay White beat him. Um, let's go to a <laughs> recap of Io Shirai last week in a six-person tag pinned Shayna Baszler. Io Shirai pinned the NXT Women's Champion. Let's not forget that. No one seems to do that because the Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane are now backstage. From last week, and EO says, Tonight I showed that I can beat Shayna. And Kyrie says, Shayna, we both can beat you, and we're coming for the title. And it's very cute here. Both these ladies are just like, they're always like, hmm, 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 yeah. the attitude. And Bianca Belair is there, actually, and she says, Whoa, 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 hold up, girls. Y'all need to fall back. If anyone is deserving of a shot, it's me, because I am undefeated. And she walks off, and then they're kind of sad. They're like, hmm. So there's tension, because all, all everyone wants a shot at Shayna, but no one's got the, the shot at the title. Not yet. So we'll see what yeah. happens there. I was confused why they're still doing the whole undefeated thing. Um, it's a mindset. It's, it's a lifestyle, Scrump. What, yeah, I guess that's fine, but... It, it just. She's not I actually undefeated. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's not actually undefeated. I don't know if, at least right now, they just they don't know where else to go with her, sure. or if they just it happens that they just printed a bunch of shirts, you know, that's like undefeated, and so they still need to to plug that. But it's yeah, like when it's, it's, it's like when the losing team of the Super Bowl, all their merch that was supposed to be shipped out, just gets shipped out to like countries that. Don't like that. We'll just take the the extra clothing. So it'll be like the New Orleans Saints 2019 Super Bowl winners. And it's like uh, actually they weren't even they weren't even in it. So we got all these shirts with that on it now. We got to get rid of it. <laughs> how 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 much pre made artwork do you think that there was for sure like some sort of art person at WWE who they told yo the Bucks and Kenny and them, they're for sure signing. Just do all this artwork. And they did some terrible, like, WWE, Ew. you know, 
Kenny Omega shirt or something. And then once the, you know, AEW came out, that guy was like, great. I just wasted, you know, two, two weeks of my life because the, the one, the one thing that always is still amazes me with some, with some of these NX t-shirts at least are a right. little cooler than the main roster. Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. They are. But like, how hard is it to just hire, you know, I'll tell you right now, like, I'm an amateur graphic designer and I need, I need some more graphic designers in my life because, you know, uh, I want some up next t-shirts and stuff. So if anyone wa- is willing to donate their time and, 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 and can help a, a brother out, hit me up. But, uh, I feel like I could do some better designs than some of the WWE guys that they've made shirts for. Like really, some of the shirts are just awful. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the free, some of the freelancers that work with us put out the best, way better seen. designs. Yeah. Definitely. And then, and the, yeah. And then you see, you know, you go to like, WWE shop and it's just crap yeah you know I, I could only imagine being you know you get called up from NXT you're on Smackdown or Raw and they pull you aside and they say hey we're going to give you merch you're saying awesome well, what what are the designs I can pick from and they show you these three to four maybe five garbage <laughs> designs and you have to you know pick one and that's, that's going to be so, so disheartening because you know that's not something you know like if you're popular enough People will buy it, but that's just like, ugh, that's you came up with. Um, I wonder <clears throat> if Huberto Carrillo will have a t-shirt soon on WWE Shop. Huberto Carrillo and Stacy Irvin Jr. They're coming out to have a match here now. Stacy Irvin Jr. has been wrestling for NXT on the uh, like the live shows, but we haven't really seen him on TV. Um, he has a Carlito hairstyle. Yeah, that. That hair was bonkers. Um, but before this match can start, we don't even know who they're fighting. Cassius Ono's music hits, and he comes out on the ramp. Cassius Ono says that he's sick and tired of all these people here. The full sale crowd. Ooh, you guys make me sick. Cassius Ono says that, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with this whole thing. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going where they're going to appreciate me, where there's competition. And Keith Lee then appears and does a rolling elbow to Ono, just like he did to uh, him and uh, Riddle a few few months back or weeks back. Keith Lee then grabs a microphone and says, cool, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. And the crowd loves it. And uh, so just to pause there, Cassius Ono says he's done. He's leaving. I'm going somewhere else. We kind of know where he's going because, uh, I mean, uh, hashtag I don't read ahead, but there is a match announced on a different NXT show coming in, the, in two weeks, I believe. It will be Cassius Ono in NXT UK. Versus Walter. Oh, that's going to be so good. That sounds like a banger. So look out for that in NXT UK in the future because that is exactly where... I like how now they're doing the cross-branding thing. He's like, yeah, I'm done here. I'm going somewhere else. And he's going to show up there and have a match there, which sounds amazing. Cassius Ono and Walter, take my money. Um, So Keith Lee here basically walks away and the street profits music hits because they're clearly supposed to have a match with Carrillo and Stacey Irvin here. 
And now this is so funny. So Cassius Ono is laid out on the ramp still when the Street Profits come out. And he's laying down because he's knocked out. Montez Ford sees this, starts laughing, and starts mocking Cassius Ono by, like, corpsing beside him. Laying yeah, he down. just drops down. Yeah, drops down. <laughs> drops down. This is the funniest thing I've seen in WWE TV in a long time. Go check this out. It's so funny. He, like, basically is pretending he's knocked out like Cassius Ono and like they're dancing and they're doing their music's playing it's just so so funny um and they kind of tease like the uh, Wakanda thing with uh Keith Lee here which is really funny um so they come down to the ring and it is in fact a match uh Carrillo and Stacey Irvin versus the Street Profits um I write that Herberto and Montez, basically, in the first few minutes of this match, are just showing each other off, like doing flip-ups, kick-ups, I mean, and all these things. Uh, Stacey Irvin gets in here, does a standing star press, uh, but Dawkins soon spears him. Uh, Montez goes for this spot in this match, where Montez Ford is going for a back suplex on this Stacey Irvin Jr. guy. But clearly, Stacey Irvin thought it was a spot that was coming up in a few seconds because he goes to get he goes to backflip but Montez back suplexes him and drops him on the back of his head and his neck everyone yeah, that, in, everyone in full sail loses it and the referee is like oh my god are you okay yeah that did not look it did not look pretty I was I also had read ahead and I so I I knew that they finished the match right, but yeah, but that definitely looked like something that could have immediately stopped the match. It he drops you know. the guy on his neck, like on the back of like it's a back suplex where the guy thinks he's supposed to be back flipping, but then gets suplexed onto his neck. Um, Montez Ford is basically like, yeah, I don't care, kind of like a heel thing, I'd say. But they continue with the match; they continue working on him. And then go for the spot that they thought they were doing. And then it connects. So I thought it was like, ooh. It showed that maybe this uh, Irvin guy is a little green um, in, in stuff. He wasn't any, anything bad. It's just like he clearly no, thought that spot was coming earlier than it was. Because then the backflip does happen with the back suplex into the flip. And you could tell that he thought that spot was coming up sooner than it actually was. I hope he's okay. And I'm sure he is because they did continue the match here. Uh, but he got dropped on his head. Um, Carrillo runs, basically runs shit. He starts, uh, with the kicks, the backflips. He does a backflip into a moonsault. Uh, there's flying arm drags, springboards, everything from this guy. Uh, and Stacy Jr. gets up here and hits a huge high angle moonsault, but the pin gets broken up and there is the power bomb super blockbuster combo and the street profits win the match here um yeah this was fine i again i haven't seen too much of the stacy irvin i've seen some clips of him on the full on the nxt indie shows kind of thing like the house shows and Carrillo is killing it lately uh on like 205 and all that stuff yeah um, i was kind of bummed that they picked like well the interaction between Carrillo and uh montez ford it was awesome you know anytime they were in the ring together yeah they were fast that was great yeah i just with with NXT, with the NXT locker room being full of so many guys, yeah. it was just kind of a head scratcher why they would pick Humberto Carrillo because you're right, he's been killing it on NXT. Yeah, he know? didn't need this to lo- he didn't need to lose here and yeah, you know, like, like yeah. I, I think he just wrestled Buddy Murphy maybe like he a did. week or two ago. Yeah, and now they have him losing to yeah the Street Profits who I 
I I I know you you're a fan of the Street Profits. They're okay, yeah. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm a fan of uh, you know, Ford if anything, but I just yeah. I can't get into Angelo Dawkins, no. you know. He has been there since I started watching NXT. You know, sure. he's been there for so long and I feel like the man just can't catch a break. I mean, more so, you know, he's he's catching one now. He kind of reminds me of Jason Jordan before American Alpha. Ooh, they, Jason Jordan they, was way better, though, back then. No, in the sense that they, you know, they threw every gimmick sure. they could. You know, they just kept trying to make things work until Chad Gable came along. And then, you know, things sure. clicked from there. And I feel Street Profits, Street Profits will probably get called up to, you know, like the, the main roster. And be a good mid-level tag team before they break them up and, you know, Montez Ford does his own stuff. I just but don't I, see them going any forward than, than this. Like, I don't see them as champions. I don't see them as... No. Because the next part here, let's go into the next mm-hmm. part. The, yeah, the match is over, and the Street Profits now grab microphones. They say that we want a piece of the action. The Street Profits want part of this. He says, our tenure here in NXT has been a roller coaster. There's ups and downs, but you know what? Just like a roller coaster, it's a fun ride. And you know what? We want the War Raiders. So that's a pretty big, drastic calling out the tag champions. But that is not who answers this. Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, the GOATs, as I call them. My two favorite uh, underdogs here in NXT um, you can see them in WWE NXT UK, but I want them permanently on this show. Dude, um, those guys are killing it. I call them RingConf, you know, 2.0 because I think Bartel was in the original uh, RingConf with uh, Walter. Sure, but yeah, those those guys are great. They are yes, amazing. I do yes, love they, these guys. I call them the European European Union. I think is what they're calling them. Uh, Marcel Bartel comes out on the microphone, being like nine. Nine, nine. He's saying, no, 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 no. Opportunities around here are sacred. No one deserves an opportunity at the War Raiders more than Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. So stand aside. Well, if they're deserving of a tag titles, I guess the team of the guys that beat them are very deserving because Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch now run down to the ring. There's all, all of these guys in the ring. They're all like, like staring off, ready to, to go at it, essentially. And that is when the Viking horns hit and the War Raiders music plays and they come down to the ring and as they're about to enter the ring to, to square off with like six guys now in the ring, the undisputed era, like wolves, come out of nowhere and attack them. And they basically, uh, they try to attack the War Raiders here. It's Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. And the War Raiders fight them off, go in the ring, and basically clear house, clean out the tag division they, they throw people onto the outside, onto everyone else, including there's a huge toss, gorilla press on Oni Lorcan onto everyone. And the War Raiders are standing tall. The tag division is just laying in the, the middle of the ramp and Undisputed Era is at the top of the ramp being like, fuck. <laughs> where, where, what do you see the tag match at 
Uh, I don't know. I don't see. Nino. I don't see street profits in there. I don't really no. see the European Union in there, and I don't really see one, two, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. They're just not there yet. But is it just another rematch, undisputed era versus War Raiders? I kind of hope not. I know last year they had the multi-man match uh, yeah. for the North American title. And I thought, well, maybe this year you could switch it up and you can build. I I feel like they would shoehorn in Street Profits over uh, what the European Union. Yeah, sure. So, so they could make it like a fatal four-way tag of some sort. Um, yeah, because they could build up uh, the European Union. They could. They're good. Or uh, Oni Lorcan and his dad. But, you know, I, I I just I don't feel that either of those two teams, they they could build up to the level that Undisputed Era is at right now. And I think with Undisputed Era still being around, it's kind of hard to focus on any other tag team because they're so good. One hundred percent. There's there, there's no there's night and day like from those three tag teams to these two tag teams. Not, yeah. I'm not saying I hate the, the you know these guys are bad, no, but no, there's no, night, no, no, there's no, a big yeah. difference. So, yeah, none of those, none of those, none of the guys I mentioned are bad. Yeah, yeah, I would love except to see for the... Angel, except for Angelo. Dawkins. <laughs> yeah, fuck Angelo Dawkins. No, uh, not actually, but you know, yeah, uh, he's not actually anyone's favorite. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. The tag division is kind of like where do we go? I wouldn't mind Red Dragon versus War Raiders if that's the route they go, uh, but we shall see. I want to see more Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Isn't it crazy? Real quick before we move on to the next segment. If I showed you a picture of Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner and I said they are both WWE wrestlers, the WWE had a tournament uh, with cruiserweights, guys under 205. Which one of the two do you think was in the tournament? Not Fabian Eichner. Nobody would pick Fabian Eichner, you know. At a, in a, it was a blind test. Nobody would pick Fabian Eichner. I love Fabian but he, Eichner. He, he was he was the one in the Cruiserweight Classic. Didn't right. Forget he was. I want I want Fabian Eichner to be my Valentine. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can make it happen. At listen, Twitter Twitter can make that happen. Just tweet at him. I think he's great. I think he should, he should be champion and everything. He's just good. Just good. Uh, we go to a video package of Johnny Gargano. It's basically summing up his his life in the past few months, including him winning the North American Championship. And he is now Johnny Champion. And next week, it will be Johnny Champion versus Velveteen Dream for the North American title next week on NXT, which will be crazy. Uh, then we go to our next match. Tynera Conti. She comes down to the ring. The Brazilian, uh, the first Brazilian woman in, in, in WWE. Uh, she comes in her judo gi. She takes it off. She's ready to fight. She's the one that goes, are you crazy? I love her. I follow oh, I her. her well. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, I like all her photos. Uh, <laughs> she's going against the chick from the six, Aaliyah. She's draped in Versace. Versace, 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 Versace. Oh. So uh, I've I've yeah. actually been rewatching the Breaking Ground series that they did a few years back. I think it was like in 2015. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it's it's funny seeing because the episodes the episodes I just saw were the last few ones were kind of revolving around Aaliyah. Oh. Because at, at the time she had just signed, she was like 19 and it's she was at, 
at that point, she was still new, didn't really know her character, didn't really know where, what direction they were going to go with her. And seeing her come down to the ring with like confidence and like a legit character was, I I felt like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say proud, but it was awesome seeing that because Uh. there's what there's the ones, well, just as far as the specific episode that I saw, you know, she, she pitches her character to, uh, to William Regal and they go over all this stuff. And, you know, he's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Do that. And they're doing something where they're all performing in front of the NXT locker room. Right. She and was like, I, I, she, <clears throat> she bombed so bad. Ooh. It was cringe worthy. Like yeah. at, at one point they show Oscar in the crowd and she just has this look on her face. Like what the fuck, you know? So to see her go from not knowing how to just walk to the ring, so at least having that down, sure. It, you know, I'm like, it's it's cool. It's you know, I'm glad she finally got that part down. <laughs> Everybody's got to learn sometime. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because I, I I remember that breaking ground thing for NXT, but just fast forward. I don't. I it's not fresh in my mind at all. Um, I remember watching it when it aired, so it's a few years ago now. I'm gonna say it went like this. She, uh, hey, William Regal, uh, I'm thinking of this character idea. It's going to be uh, on NXT. He's like, okay, uh, what's the character going to be? He's like, okay. She's, she, Aaliyah goes, okay, okay, uh, picture this, picture this. Get this. Are you ready? Are you listening to this? Okay. Carmella 2. Okay, I love it. It's great. Let's go for it. Because everything is Carmella. Yep. It's the same everything. character. We'll get to the finish of this match because I'm pretty sure it's the same move. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, listen, that, that was not... Uh, I'm actually kind of mad at this. Aaliyah is from Toronto, and uh, I've never really been a fan. I just can't... She, she was a Smash Wrestling, uh, I think, for a little bit. Uh, I just can't get into anything this, this character has to offer. Like, she's not a good wrestler. She has not improved. Like you said, Breaking Ground was, like, from years ago. It's now 2019, like, still nothing really popping off. She comes dressed in Versace, um, and she's going against Tainara Conti, who, in my opinion, should be, like, the next Alexa Bliss. She's yes. so good, underrated, and, and put in this slot, I'm pissed off that it's yeah. Tainara here. Uh, she yells in Portuguese at Aaliyah, which uh, I wish I could understand with my Portuguese background, but I cannot speak it. Uh, Mauro says that he's not currently brushed up on his Portuguese and Nigel says that it sounds like she was yelling, stay down. Um, Vanessa Bourne shows up at ringside. So, you know, that's good. Yeah, I I was very confused by that. I had to go back. I knew I didn't miss no, so they've been Tainara, they, Vanessa Bourne. No, match. so Tainara, so Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah are a tag team on the uh, on the live show circuit. Oh, okay. So this is them joining forces officially on TV. Uh, the fin- this was this was one of the worst matches of the year. This is definitely contender of worst match of the year uh, because the finish here was fucking awful and embarrassing. It's basically the uh, Carmella thing. Yeah, like, but like submission. there's like strikes and Tainara taps out via strikes and submission, which is bullshit because Tainara Conchi could probably rip her fucking head off if she wanted to. Um, and the, like, just look at the crowd reaction from this. That's all you needed to know. Just watch the crowd in this. They didn't give two fucks. Uh, Vanessa Bourne and uh, Aaliyah have now joined forces. 
and uh, we'll 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 see where this goes. I have no see. interest. I have no interest in it at all. It's so see. fucking awful. Uh, with with NXT being pre-taped, I don't I don't understand why they didn't just pipe in some audience reaction because yeah. they could not care. No, they, they didn't give a fuck. No, uh, neither did I. Like this, Aaliyah is not good. So, yeah. And Vanessa Bourne, um, again, fan of her Instagram, but she's not a wrestler either. So I don't know how these two will help each other. I want to see Tenaya Conti. Which, speaking, like with Vanessa Bourne, so again, going back to watching that Breaking Ground series, she was in the same, uh, like they have a big tryout class of people they're going to hire. Yeah. And the people. In that uh, tryout class were Velveteen Dream, wow. like just that I that, that I caught, you know, um, Lacey Evans, Otis Dozovich, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Acom, and Bianca Belair. Crazy, uh, yeah. And she was so she was in that class, and I get it. A lot of those, a lot of those people that I just mentioned, you know, they're super talented. So when you're in that class with those people, it's obviously hard to stand out. Sure, yeah, but. I mean, that, that was four years ago, and she's just now, you know, getting shown to us, getting this little push. But what is her character? E- even in the Mae Young Classic, she was kind of just, I'm Vanessa Bourne. I'm hot. And, and yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really like – we all like uh, – listen, and anyone listening could be like, wow, you're, 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 I don't mind these two. I, the reason I like wrestling – is not for this kind of stuff. Like I don't watch wrestling for for hot girls or hot guys. Like I don't watch that for that. I like like actual match quality and storylines. And like this was just this was just a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it really, it, especially with what happens in the next segment. Yeah. So the so so Born is there with Aaliyah. They grab Tainara and they're like, I, I don't know. It's stupid. Shayna Baszler's music hits. That yeah. The women's champion. She's coming to save this segment. She comes down to the ring. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah clear house. And uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, they run down. They throw Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah into the ring. Uh, they attack all these women. There's a fireman carry into a, a kick double team here. Not looking that great. And Shayna hits like this gut wrench face buster thing on Tainara. Uh, Shayna grabs a microphone. She's really pissed off. She says, this is your reality now. Do not question us and do not get in our way and do not piss us off. And she throws the microphone holding up the NXT Women's Champion. So she's saying, no matter what's going on, no matter who pins me, no matter what's going on in this women's division, I am the champion and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I did like her promo, but other than that... uh, the women's division is looking a little uh, scary if this is all we got. <laughs> yeah, with it, and it's shocking because they've they've got so many other women signed. Why Candice LeRae isn't being built yeah, up? Why isn't as she? like the top contender for the next show? It's just yeah, kind of mind boggling. And then that that weird finisher by Duke and Shafir. Yep, like not even a good guess, looking move. Yeah, no. For from all accounts of like friends that have been to live events, Marina Shafir, you know, she gets it. She's awesome. But just some dude, just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's picking it up as quickly No, and that's fine. You know, it's, they were kind of just thrown into things because of their association with, uh, with Shayna and Rhonda. For sure. But yeah, like it's, if she's, 
if she's going to be out there wrestling, I feel like they need to just let Shafir do the bulk of the work. Because even, even when she's in the ring, she just kind of feels very generic. You know? They, they both she, do, yeah. Yeah, they, they both do, especially. I mean, what's their gimmick? We're Shayna Baszler's friends. Exactly. Let's fight, let's play, or something like that. Like, no, a. I I hope they just they work more with Kyrie and Io on house shows just to, you know, get, get the flow better. of things better. Yeah, yeah, because right now, ooh, yikes. Yep, I agree. Uh, speaking of yikes, let's go to our main event of the evening. This uh, was really good. I don't know why I said yikes. Ricochet versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, this is a takeover match that we've seen. And it's uh, on TV, so this was uh, this was a banger, to be honest. Um, yep. uh, Ricochet and Adam Cole—they both were North American champion, and now they are not. And now they are fighting to see who really is in the ranks to to fight for the title in the future. And that's what this match was set up for. Um, both these guys, chance early from Full Sail, they realize, hey, we're watching Ricochet versus Adam Cole live here in Full Sail, uh, so this is pretty cool. The crowd is really hot for this match. The, the last segment, they didn't really give a fuck. They saw Leah win via s- s- tap out to strikes, which they never uh-huh. thought they'd see. So now they're getting a treat. Um, there's the classic ricochet head scissors pop up drop kick, then a crazy suicide dive followed by a series of punches from Ricochet onto Adam Cole. He's really mad at Adam Cole and he's making it known. Ricochet gets a, a super kick. Uh, we're sorry, Adam Cole goes for like the cheeky Nando's super kick in the corner, but instead super kicks the leg of Ricochet, which leaves him upside down in like the, the tree of woe thing, screaming in pain. This spot looked really cool, which then sets up Adam Cole working the leg of Ricochet for this match, um, which stops Rick, Ricky, Rick, love calling him that from going for a lot of his moves. Like he goes for his roll through DDT, but he can't cause of his leg. But then he hits a clothesline, turning Adam Cole inside out. Uh, he still fights back. There's a flying back elbow, a standing moonsault. But Adam Cole connects with a Ushiguroshi, the fireman carry into the neck breaker over the knee. This is my favorite wrestling move ever, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. It went pulled off well. It looks pretty sick. If like in WWE 2K, when I play with David, we we created our our own characters. My my move is the Ushiguroshi. It's like my favorite. Then, Adam, yeah. if that wasn't enough for Adam Cole, he then picks him up in the suplex lift into the Ushiguroshi. Um, or as my spell check would call it, the Sushi Garoshi. Um, what, uh, what is the, the suplex lift into that move called? I know he calls it something else, but uh, I love that move. Yeah, they... I don't think they said they've said it before in the past. Yeah, they, they have. Off, Moro called both of these moves the Ushiguroshi. Yeah, which with Moro, I I was a little, yeah I was a little shocked that he didn't call it by its actual name because yeah. he's a guy who he will whatever obscure name it has he'll right. throw it out there. Well, he did. He uh, called it, he called both of them the Ushiguroshi. So it's the suplex into that like knee, uh, you know, lead, slamming the person over your you know, the back of your head into the knee. Ricochet looked like he fucking died taking both these moves. Uh, again, favorite wrestling move. As a kid, I always was like, RKO is my favorite. But, like, this move is literally my favorite. Like, if someone tries to, to fuck with me in the club, I'm giving you an Ushiguroshi. An Ushiguroshi. Ushiguroshi. Sushiguroshi. Sushiguroshi. 
It's my favorite wrestling move. Um, and Ricochet looks like he dies when he hits when he gets hit with this second one here, which allows Adam Cole. He lowers his knee pad. He's going for the last shot, but Ricochet gets out of it. There's a series of counters and a reverse Huracan Rana from from Ricochet. Crazy. He then goes up for this like springboard, maybe a 450, but he's selling the leg and he's doing a good job of selling the leg, which allows him to, which doesn't allow him to, to hit the full springboard. So instead, he hits a springboard senton to like the legs of Adam Cole, which the commentator, yeah, it, yeah the commentators quickly are like, oh, like he couldn't get all of it. No, it, he clearly landed on Adam Cole's leg, which I think it was the one he put his, uh, his uh, knee pad down for, which yes. it, it didn't look good. Like he Ricochet did a great job at selling his knee throughout the whole match. Yeah. Uh, and there are certain parts in the match where, you, you know, he, he hits a move despite his knee being injured and he would sell it afterwards with a springboard 450. I definitely feel like that should have been a move where, you know, you, you forget. Yeah. yeah. Where you forget that you're injured. And then afterwards, you know, you could sell it because that, it looked a little sloppy intentionally, but intentionally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was worried. I, you know, I was obviously nothing's come out since then about Adam Cole suffering any sort of knee injury, but that could have hurt. Look, yeah, yeah, did not look good. So he hits like a springboard senton, like a tope, essentially, like Eddie Guerrero kind of used to do. But it springboards up, and he lands on the legs of Adam Cole. But they're fine. They still they still keep fighting. Uh, there's a crazy series of counters and counters and counters. And Ricochet goes for the Pele kick, but Adam Cole moves out of the way. So Ricochet goes for the Pele, misses, lands on his like face and legs and knees, gets to his knees, and eats a super kick instantly by Adam Cole for a two count. That this was a wild spot. I love this. So misses the Pele and eats a super kick. Uh, they fight up top, and Ricochet hits a crazy one-legged, might I say. Frankensteiner off the top rope, then connects with an axe kick to the top of the head of Adam Cole. It's like something inside of Ricochet just starts burning up and he starts hulking up, hits the axe kick, hits the Northern Lights suplex, followed by like the Brain Buster suplex kind of thing, hits what they call the Vertigo, which is the full uh, the fireman's carry into the, like the the driver the Samoan driver if you will the cradle shock they call it the vertigo and ricochet pins Adam Cole clean yeah pins him clean baby um, it's like it's like ricochet became Superman in that last segment the Frankensteiner the axe kick Northern Lights brainbuster vertigo and ricochet wins he. Cleaned house on Adam Cole here. And Undisputed Era realizes that because they attack Ricochet instantly after the bell has rang. They attack him, but Alistair Black comes out, of all people. And he tries to save Ricochet, but he gets hit with a super kick. And Roderick Strong connects with the end of Heartache. And Undisputed Era is standing tall as NXT goes off the air. Uh, this match was really crazy. Ricochet and Adam Cole are the two top guys here, I would say, in NXT, definitely in this group. Uh, they delivered. I thought this was really great. Go check it out. But Adam Cole loses clean. Yeah, it's the, – the, the, the main event was a banger. You know, these guys 
nine out of ten times they're going to put on a great match, uh, which is why they were interested with carrying on the the main event despite having wrestled each other before. Uh, there were some there are several things that stood out to me. Um, one was as an homage to friends of the podcast WH Park was Ricochet's gear because he's someone who's really good at switching it up yeah. constantly. You know, he I've never really seen him repeat an outfit. It's it's always changing, which I feel like as a wrestler, it's a good thing, especially, uh, you know, I assume he did several matches in that one taping. Sure. And when wrestlers wear the same thing, it's, it kind of bothers me. It's, it's not nothing major, but it's like, come on, you know. If you're wearing your red trunks, this you know sure. this set of tapings, wear the blue another one. But yep. aside from that, uh, especially during the closing segment, I kind of felt like, all right, we've seen uh, almost every every iteration of this, you know, of these guys all facing each other. Right. Like, what next? You know, where? Because yep. I, you can't you can't really call up everybody at once. You know, I assume Black, Velveteen. And Ricochet, maybe? Are you getting called up? After Mania? After Mania, yeah. You know, post-Mania. I think Ricochet is being called up very soon. Yeah, I feel like he's already... Yeah, yeah, he needs to be making that money. Yeah, which which then also kind of leaves like a weird... like Are Champa and Gargano still going to be down there? Or do they, you know... Because you've got guys like Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Dijak, who are ready. You know, you can push them as the next guys. Along with everyone else, they just signed. They just signed a Trevor Lee. You know, you Trevor can, Lee is a guy. Yeah, Trevor Lee is someone I not have not talked about on this show. But Trevor Lee is someone I am very interested in seeing in NXT Dude. very soon. Yeah, which I if they hold, if they do do the whole Cassius Ono is gone from NXT, they need to. One of the first uh, Trevor Lee matches I saw was like a half an hour match between he and Cassius Ono. Wow. Where they just kill each other. Shit, they just killed each other for for like a solid half hour. It was amazing. And if Cassius Ono is really gone from NXT and is going to NXT UK, or I, I doubt they're calling him up to the main roster. But I just hope we get some sort of interaction between those two. Awesome. Um, Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, not that these guys feel like they over they've overstated their welcome, but it's just it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go cuz I assume Kushida is also coming in. Uh, and that's, you know, that's another guy. Well, hey, what about this uh I mean Kushida could go to 205 Live and be the Mania program for the Cruiserweight title. But sure. there is also talks of uh Kushida in a NXT Japan. Have you heard of I, this? I did hear about NXT Japan, yes. which is uh, which a, a lot of people were saying, "Hey, maybe that's why they just let Hideo go because, um, you know, they want to have a good relationship with him and with you know just the Japanese audience in general." I feel um, like they will do what they did with NXT UK, but with NXT Japan in the future. See, I just, I don't, I don't know how much available Japanese talent there would right. be. You gotta do cross promotion with like other other companies. Yeah. Not, not I, New Japan. <laughs> yeah, because I mean with New Japan, it seems like a lot of those guys are loyal and yes. will stick with New Japan, you know until the money's good. Until the money's good or until they're no longer being used yeah. the way they want to be used. Uh that would definitely be interesting though, NXT Japan. Yeah. That'd be crazy. 
Um, so that's the end of NXT this week. Ricochet pins Adam Cole clean. Ricochet is the new Superman. I can kind of see where people would be mad because Adam Cole like lost clean here. He kind of needs to rebuild his stock. But they're the they're the heels and they're cool. They'll get it back. Don't worry. Um, let's go to some feedback here, Scrump. Post wrestling uh, forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night, we post up the NXT feedback where you can put your comments and questions for up next. Um, do you have it too, or do you want me to just read them? Nope, up? nope I've got it right in front of me. Okay, I'm going to read the first one here. We're going to go to right. El Generico C. Hey guys, this is my live review. DD versus Shane was good. Dijakovic versus Shane Thorne was good. I like Shane Thorne, but he needs his old look back. He says Io Shirai is beautiful. Cassius Ono says he's going to AEW. Oh, just to UK. Never mind. Montez Ford needs to be a single star. That backdrop suplex. What the fuck? Carrillo is a good luchador. Like, really good. Like, Unico or Andrade good. He says, Tainara is the best song on TV. Because her, her theme song is pretty amazing. Um, but she lost? What the fuck? <laughs> he says that Adam Cole versus Ricochet is always insane. But what's next for Adam Cole? He says, thank you, guys. Happy Valentine's Day from Chile. He says, uh, he says, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Wow, from Chile. Uh, That's crazy. For, yeah, thank from you. Chile. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have uh, Mystery. It says, brief NXT thoughts for tonight. Uh, I'm glad the Street Profits are displaying some edge. They need it. I'm glad EO is declaring her intention to become NXT Women's Champion. Uh, however, I am not a fan of Bianca still acting like she's undefeated. I know it's a mindset and all, but it also shows she hasn't learned from her mistakes. Huh. I I never want to see Aaliyah wrestle again. That much that match was horrid, and what the hell was that finisher of hers? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jessamine and Marina are so goddamn rough in the ring. I know they're still learning, but watching their beatdown on Aaliyah, Vanessa, and Tainara was rough. Adam Cole versus Ricochet was real good, but I would hope that was obvious. I hope we get more matches between them in the future. Uh, we go to Davey Portman from Pearson Airport. Sounds very familiar. He goes, hello, hello, hello. First time, long time. First time, long time. He says he's currently trying not to fall asleep while boarding in the boarding lounge while waiting for his delayed flight back to London. He says Dijakovic looked impressive. Did Roddy say that him and Cole are going for singles gold? Kyrie and Io might be the cutest thing on TV. Carrillo and Stacey Irving are undefeated. Keith Lee and Ono doesn't really do anything for me. He says I'm sure he would pull off a mean Marvin Gaye at Toby's on a Sunday night at karaoke. Uh, Herberto looks like a stretched version of Jacob from Twilight. Uh, Montez Ford showed a new side of him tonight. His aggression was super impressive. He says, did Tynera Conchi change her music? And is that Aaliyah's first win ever? <laughs> I don't think she did, unless maybe she did. But I love her, like, grime theme. Um, he says, fantastic main event. That axe kick was amazing. I will probably watch this again on my flight. P.S. I think Kim's head is okay. Um, so David had a flight yesterday, the night, the night before his flight, me, him and his girlfriend are like hanging out and having a few drinks at home. And he always, I mean, I don't know about you scrump or anyone listening, really, if you're in a relationship and you're a wrestling fan, sometimes you jokingly put your partner, friend, cousin, brother, whatever in wrestling moves. 
Of course. So David always likes to pretend he's putting his girlfriend in like wrestling moves in in the house. And he jokingly went to do like a fireman's carry kind of move. <laughs> and I can already see where this is going. And on, on the, the ceilings uh, in your apartment. My ceilings here are kind of low. And he smashed his girlfriend's head into a wall, into my door frame to be exact. And <laughs> he had to take his girlfriend to the hospital because he banged his girlfriend's head off the door frame. Uh, update though, she is okay. And everyone is fine. So just oh, let well, it go. So sh- shout out Davey Portman. Um, shout out Davey Portman. We miss you. And his girlfriend's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Banged off uh, the side. Next we got uh, Ari from Montreal. Uh, what the hell is Shane Thorne's gimmick? Is he just a dirty fighter? I don't want to offend anyone, but he looked drunk. <laughs> uh, Kanchi should be a heel. Her crazy malicious work during the Mae Young Classic was good. And why is Elisa still or Aaliyah still in NXT? She's horrible. And how random is this Vanessa Bourne partnership? Shayna looks like a badass, however, week by week. I rather just see her face Ronda rather than see four horse. Uh, she wants to see Ronda her. versus yeah. her instead of the four yeah. horsewomen. Yeah. Um, I really dislike Shafir. Really, Shafir's the better one of the two, but. Uh, also, one negative, I truly dislike the ring announcer. She is just horrible, and I cringe anytime she oh, announces the name. I love Caleb Braxton. Oh, yeah, she's the best. Uh, question, do these types of losses tarnish Adam Cole as a legitimate contender and a joke without his faction? Because he uh, lost I w- clean. Yeah, I would I would say no. You know, he lost to Ricochet. They put on a competitive match. If he had lost to uh, Humberto Carrillo sure. or Stacey Irvine Jr., yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. But you know, him and Rick, he he gave it to Ricochet. You know, and they put on a competitive. Him and Ricochet, fucking sold. You know, they put on a great yeah. main event. Even you know, you could have gone with either guy winning, and it would have been fine. I don't think it diminishes either of them to as uh, or it doesn't diminish Adam Cole as a legit contender. You know, he could come out next week and kind of say, "Hey, you know, I'm coming for you know, insert whatever belt you want to put him for." And you would believe it because he's done enough to where all lost to Ricochet, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. Uh, we go to Kento DiCaprio. Hey, guys, first feedback. Long time, first time. I've enjoyed your recaps for a long time. Thank you for your efforts. Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, he says, to comment on Dijakovic's Feast Your Eyes finisher, if he lets the opponent land on his feet before connecting, there was no point of picking him up in the first place, <laughs> which is very true. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it looks cool. Uh, did anyone else think that Carrillo was teaming with Xavier Woods for about five seconds? True, true. Uh, bald middle-aged Street Profits fan lip-syncing the theme is a highlight of each show. After the group brawl, I think the NXT tag division could switch places with one on Raw, and it would be better for everyone. Says, I see Aaliyah took the gimmick and costume from 205's Divari once he <laughs> abandoned it. Do fans in Toronto think of her as anything special? No. Definitely not. The main event was great, of course, but very pleased to see the merch stickers still on the UE shirts and the beatdown. Wrestlers should never pay for their own shirts, and it's clear they just ripped them from the merch table on the way to the ring. Have a great day, guys. That's so funny. They had merch stickers (laughs) on their thing. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's not. I didn't notice that either, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. They just, yeah. Um, next, we got 
David George, 91, from Manila. Uh, he says, the opening match is quite good. It looks like Dijakovic got some light pop from the crowd aside from him uh, improving his in-ring skills. Keep it up, Shamrock 2.0. Wow, see? So, yep. Yeah, we're not the only ones. Um, is it me or Aaliyah performs so badly that she makes a runner-up to become minus five-star match? I hope the uh, the technicals, babyface in Spanish, Tainara will get her revenge next week. I have nothing else to say about Jessamine and Marina other than those two need improving. I thought I was I thought that Cassius Ono was about to retire, but he is still expressing his frustration towards the crowd and to inside the ring. Uh, gladly, Keith Lee shut him up. The male tag team match was superb, and this is the best. And that was the best moonsault ever. There's no question about it. Mamma Mia. Also, I'm very surprised to see Marcel Bartel uh, of the Axis Powers perform this first promo. Uh, very good. Let's hope that his in-ring skills will remain the same. Gargano, North American champion versus Dream next week. This is going to be a slobberknocker match. And the main event was excellent. Totally main roster quality. I want more of that next week. No questions as of now. Probably next time. Thanks. More power and God bless. Wow, what a detailed... Uh, God bless you too. Uh, God bless you. God bless David. everyone. Let's go to our last one here. I, uh, PJ River. I was really pleased to say Tainara Cutie. Then Carmela's little sister arrived and she beat her. Seriously? Really bad booking. Please have Aaliyah beat young girls from the PC. Not someone who is clearly more talented. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why it had to be Tainara. Tainara Cutie is what I call her, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that's what most of us call her. Um, um, that is it. That is the feedback. Postwrestling.com is where you can find all of the post-wrestling shows. Um, Scrump, thank you for joining me. No, no problem. I thank hope you we, for having me. We had a great Valentine's Day show. Um, uh, this is pro- probably top three Valentine's Days I've ever had. Wow. I've had and the some, day is just beginning. The day so. is just starting. Valentine's Day is a real, real deal. Um, so uh, we will uh, talk again soon in the near future. I'm sure we will see each other WrestleMania weekend in Brooklyn, baby. Oh man, can I cannot wait? Uh, we're gonna definitely do some sort of meetup, um, probably before the takeover on the Friday night in Brooklyn. Uh, we'll do some sort of listener things or, or something along those lines. So be to, stay tuned for that, anyone who is attending WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I, I would love to meet uh, any listeners of this show um, and hang out and stuff like that. Um, so follow myself on social media, Instagram and Twitter. I am at the Bray D. Scrump, where can the fine people find you? Uh, you could find me on Instagram at CM underscore scrump that's s-c-r-u-m-p i know i got that uh username years ago right haven't wanted to change it uh and you can find me on twitter at scrump underscore one that's s-c-r-u-m-p underscore one and yeah i look forward to every uh, time you buy shenanigans with you guys shenanigans yes uh anytime you buy a t-shirt from pro wrestling tees scrump is uh somehow involved so uh yeah i in all honesty you guys i practically live there i recently applied for a new apartment wow and when i when i told them that i worked about on average 60 to 70 hours they did not believe me and had to call my manager to wow. you know 
But yep, I I live and breathe uh, pro wrestling tees. I'm the Iron Man of pro wrestling tees. You are. So yeah, so if any if any of you listeners come by the store, the pro wrestling tees store, you know, I'll be more than glad to give you guys a tour of the shop. Um, but it's an amazing shop. Yeah, yeah. Be on the lookout for uh, some future up next t-shirts that yes. might 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 pop up on pro wrestling tees you never know yes definitely uh thank you scrump thank you for everyone for listening happy valentine's day even if you're like uh us and celebrating it single listen go watch into the spider-verse if you're celebrating <laughs> go buy yourself day alone. You a date. <laughs> all right treat, treat yourself treat all yourself. Right? it will be worth it um yeah. okay uh goodbye thank you i'll be here next week uh, Davey is not away, but I will be joined by someone from the main roster of post wrestling. That's all I can be? say. The main roster. There's only two of them, so you you the, have a fifty fifty percent chance of picking who's going to be on the show. Uh, week. I thought you meant Raw or SmackDown. Well, like it's they, they they review Raw and they review SmackDown and they review. I've said too much. I've said too much. Uh, so be tuned uh, in for that uh, the next two weeks. Davey will be away, but I will be joined by maybe John, maybe Way. I can't tell you. I've said too much. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'll listen, talk to you next week. Goodbye. Be safe. Love yourself. Later. You're the sunflower. I think your love would be too much. You'll be left. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today it's macy's friends and family sale with an extra 30 percent off the gifts you'll love to give and get 15 percent off beauty with your coupon or macy's card that's on top of big savings like 25 percent off dressed up designer looks for kids from calvin klein and more Plus an extra 25% off luggage from Samsonite, Delsey, and more. Download the free Macy's app for more great deals at Macy's.